Hi everyone, welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie. And Maria. And today is our third episode recapping and covering The Mandalorian Season 1. So today we are covering the fifth and sixth episodes, The Gunslinger and The Prisoner. I'm excited to get into this because I think it'll be much more discussion-based, mostly because Maria has some thoughts on The Prisoner, which we get to discuss, and also just because these episodes were unique for the fact that, like Maria even said this, they're like different in kind of certain weird kind of ways. I don't yeah. know, not like bad different, but like there's, they're just different in a way. Yeah, and I think that are. makes them unique, which is cool because some mm-hmm. shows can just have a formulaic kind of thing. So. Absolutely. I, I appreciate shaking things up a little. Mm-hmm. So I know you said you were questionable about The Prisoner, but how did you f- feel about this first episode, Maria? I, I liked The Gunslinger. And I really liked the opening sequence when they started out in a space fight between Mandalorian <laughs> and another bounty hunter. And I, I loved just jumping into that action. That was yeah. a great way to start us out. What did you think, Allie? No, I, that, that part was, it was lots of fun, especially, mm-hmm. I know it's jumping out, but the, the end line with the, that's my line. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And when the bounty hunter said to Mando that that was, <laughs> Oh, he said, I can bring you in. I can take you in warm or I can take you in cold. <laughs> and, like, and man, that's my life. Yes. <laughs> that also needs to go on a t-shirt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, how about we say that now? We're going to make some Bob yes. the Client t-shirts. Yes. Because Bob the Client is like our brand now. Our brand. Yes. He's amazing. <laughs> yes. So stay tuned for that. If you want Bob the Client t-shirt, Allie will make you one. And, and we can t- do that. I can take you in warm or I can take you in cold. Yes. Um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway. That opening sequence was... Say something about the opening sequence. I don't remember amazing. quite now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Well, the, they have the opening sequence. They, they get in the fight. Mando pulls off some key piloting skills. Oh, yes, I remember what I was going to say now. So this explosion, I remember I was watching it, and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, look, it's kind of like a glittery explosion. Sabine would be proud. Mm, When Mando blows up the the bounty hunter. (laughs) It was like the explosion. I was, like, complimenting the explosion. I'm like, is this where I've gotten with my Sabine? (laughs) (laughs) She definitely would have loved it. It's like the same thing I did with Wrecker. Like, I need to just stop. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, so they have their little fight, and he gets dead. He gets dead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He blows up the other bounty hunter. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, though, the fight left a lot of damage to his ship, so he's got to land, and where else does he land but Tatooine? (laughs) Of course, of course. I love, and when they, before they land on Tatooine, Baby Yoda giggles so cute. Every time he giggles, I lose it. It's so adorable. (laughs) And, oh, and when they, they land, um, was it most Eisley, right, that they yeah. landed? Okay, yeah. that's, I just, because I remember uh, later in the episode, Fennec Shan mentioned Mos Espa, so I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> so when they, when they land at Mos Eisley, um, Mando lays baby Yoda down so tenderly, and it's just like these back-to-back super precious moments, and I, I just know in, in my mind, I feel that Mando is absorbing it and just loving it, and it's just soaking into him, and he's like, yes, I love this. Yes. So I really good. do. I can tell just the way he lays him down. It's so purposeful. <laughs> yes. Every moment, you can, like, find little things, and it's just like, oh, he cares. <laughs> and he's opening up so much more. Yeah. But is it too much? Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 that's kind of what I like am leaning toward this episode I was I had some thoughts, had some thoughts. <laughs> I okay. did so so he he has to get the ship repaired and yeah. they land in the spaceport and and most icely and then we get more Mando hates droids <laughs> mm-hmm. yelling at the droids being like get away from my ship <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he meets the super cool mechanic Pelly. Yes. <laughs> I love her. What did you She's think precious. of Kelly? She is so funny. Yes. It's Amy Sedaris, and she is a wonderful comedic actress. And yes. 
I just like her subtlety in this episode. Mm-hmm. She's, she's just amazing. <laughs> and, and bravo to Star Wars for hiring her and including her in our family. Yay. <laughs> Wonderful addition. Good job, you guys. I love her. <laughs> yeah, because this episode can really, like, get dark at points. So she, mm-hmm. she brings the, like, charm and happiness and good chaotic energy that we needed. So. True. And she's, yeah. she is a good contrast. Mm-hmm. She is a good contrast to that very serious um, drama that we get to later in the episode. <laughs> but yeah. they, they decide to um, – Mando decides to haggle with her, and they work out um, some – money issues for fixing his <laughs> well yeah his <laughs> because like like he got into that huge fight out so his ship's kind of like dead <laughs> i keep saying that dead so he obviously only has so many credits so he has to go find some work mm-hmm. and obviously because of everything that happened he has to tell the droid or whatever he's like I, i'm not looking for guild work because he obviously can't really do guild work right now because mm-hmm. he kind of betrayed the guild but that is when we meet Toro, I don't remember the other part of his name. I just remember Toro. <laughs> yeah, he is a very uh, interesting. Oh, his last name is Calican. Um, okay. He is a very interesting character. What did you think of him when Mando met him in the cantina in Mos Eisley? He was quite the character. I I don't remember exactly how I felt about him at first, but like I think I was just kind of. I, I don't know, he's, because he progressively throughout the, this episode, I obviously got, like, more and more, like, eh, with him, but, like, at first he's kind of just, like, like, people could make all they want be, like, oh, he's, like, Han Solo, because he's just, like, the fly boy who just, like, woo, 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 go, mm-hmm. go, go, but, like, he, he's, like, still means business, like we see in this part where he, like, breaks the fob, like, he has some common sense, like, yes, he makes certain questionable choices in this episode, but you can tell he's down for business and stuff and he'll go to certain lengths to get stuff done which i mean props to him i guess <laughs> yeah. he uh he came out very douchey to me um yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice but like i don't know that was like the credit i gave him but like i definitely agree that he he's like i wrote even wrote in here like he was like overconfident kind of cocky yeah like, he's douchey mcdoucherson um <laughs> And he asks Mando, because when Mando realizes there's no work, he offers Mando work for him. Yeah. Um, well, it's technically taking... still guild work, but like... Yes, yeah, that's true. It is still guild like, work. He doesn't have to be directly involved with it because it's coming from someone else. That's, so yes. he's like, yeah. Well, at first he's like, he's not really into it. Because like, as we learn, it has to do with Fennec Shan. And she's like a known assassin that like mm-hmm. assassinates people for the crime syndicates. So Ando at first is like, no. Yeah. Smart, really. smart decision on Mando's choice. <laughs> but then Toro says, I'm, I'm trying, this is my first job and I'm trying to get into the guild. And that tugs at Mando's heartstrings. <laughs> And he does not listen to his better judgments. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> and see, but this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, this, this is where I, I start to, to wonder, what is going on in Mando's mind right now? Is he like, has he opened himself now up so much that now he is he's vulnerable? <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. And he's not making proper decisions. Because I, then I started thinking, well, who has he interacted with and who has he opened himself up to? So we have Quill mm-hmm. and we have Kara or Kara and yeah. um, both of them. So then I started thinking about both of them. Both of them did something for Mando before he started opening up to prove their trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. Toro has not. Toro has said, you know, I'm, I'm asking for help so that, opens the door to Mando. But then what does he do? You just said it, Allie. He smashes the puck. Yeah. What does that signify? Like he's smashing the trust that they had, you know, together yeah. that he it's, could have built on. These are all warning weird signs. Because they kind of have this weird <laughs> they kind of have this like weird relationship where he kind of keeps trying to trust him, but then he yes. does more shifty stuff and he tries to trust him again and does more shifty. I'm like, Mando, just stop trying to trust him exactly like it it just so i i just wonder you know did in this episode i wonder is it because 
Mando has opened himself up and he's trying, he is obviously trying to help him out of the goodness of his heart. Cause like he said, this is Fennec Shand. I'm not going to go after this puck with you because this is crazy. Like this bounty is going to be the death of both of us possibly. <laughs> so yeah. this isn't worth it. But when he asks for help, then he does it. So I'm wondering if that is what is going on with Mando, which isn't like a bad thing, but is it? And then I'm wondering, is that the message you're trying to get across? I mean, it's like, like you said, it can be like either because you said like maybe he's trying to care too much because he's asking. Yeah. Like you also brought up the fact that like it's because he's trying to get into the guild. So maybe that kind of maybe has a small part of it because like maybe he kind of is like maybe since I'm leaving the guild I can help this I don't know he's like that's a possibility yeah like I don't know maybe he's just like that's part of it maybe it's just a culmination of like he's starting to open up to helping people more and also Mm -hmm. because he's a dad now so he's kind of like I'm gonna go help out the younger yeah that's and that's what I'm thinking like he's just he's opened up he's more compassionate and he's like this kid is trying to do what I did once and I would have appreciated the help out like it you know just what mando's thought process and i think it's a big kind of um adjustment and change not just for the fact that he's opening up more but also because like we saw um when he was on navarro and stuff we saw how much of a like he was like the top person there and he just Mm -hmm. meant business and he was everyone else was kind of like below him and now he's kind of like Oh, I'll still help. So, like, he's like more open to helping now. So, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I just I don't want it to be a bad thing for him. Yeah, that's, and that's what makes me sad. That's yeah. yeah. I just I don't want him opening up to be a bad thing and for him to like close doors yeah. because he opened them up. Yeah, and we'll see that later oh, in the episode. Like, I know. It's like mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so he decides to take the job mm-hmm. with. Toro and they go um, back to his ship and here is where Mando makes a mistake. <laughs> he lets Man- he let Mando let Toro see Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda and I'm like what are you thinking? He is a bounty hunter. Like, and he's like in with the guilds. So exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm like what are you doing? <laughs> so now in my mind I'm I'm like I'm looking at him like, oh boy, I just... Oh boy. I'm worried. Yes. <laughs> How are you feeling about that, Allie? I don't know. Like like you said, I definitely agree. I was like, oh no, this is not good. And as <laughs> yeah. we'll see, it comes to be quite costly. Did um, you notice that, that Toro like makes a note of Baby Makes Yoda. a note in his mind. Yeah. Like, hey, there's a baby. There's a baby Yoda. <laughs> like he gives him a weird look. Like, what is this thing? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Well, they get on their, like, speeder bikes then, mm-hmm. and they're just like, whatever, we'll just, like, leave, we'll go on our job, uh, and they ride across the dune sea, or whatever they ride across, mm-hmm. they ride across yeah. the passage, um, and they run into some Tuscan raiders, mm-hmm. but Mando comes to save the day again, like, poor Toro would have never gone through this job by himself. He would like, not. <laughs> the Tuscan raiders would have been his downfall right away. <laughs> Like we see in many cases how incapable he incapable he would have been like from the start. There we go. Um, but he, but luckily, he definitely shows his douchiness here as well. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, like Mando's just trying to do his job, trying to help out, being the, ne- the negotiator, and he's like, okay, we have to give up like your your goggles or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. But those were brand new goggles, and I'm like, come on, he saved your life. Do you yep. want- goggles or death i think you want the goggles to go away yes yeah give them the binoculars and then you can cross the the sea and of course he didn't think that they had any right to ask for anything or and he even called them filthy yeah Um, but i love i i love how they just sneak up and sidled up to him yeah, and he just turned around. And all of a sudden, boom! They're there. I'm yes, like, yes. I love what Star Wars does. That it's like, why don't you like ask them yourself? The, the thing is just like right, yeah, right there. there. <laughs> like in Seinfeld, that would have been like the prime sidler. Yeah, the Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan yeah. Raiders are the prime sidlers of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, because Tuscan Raiders are notorious for doing this now. Like every property, they just <laughs> sneak up. Yes. Ezra in Rebels. Yes. Oh, um, Luke in the uh, A New Hope, and now mm-hmm. here it's like, geez, just like, 
don't even know. But like, yeah. So he makes his deal. He says his little hand motions. I thought that was cool to kind of see oh, yes. someone communicate with the Tuscan Raider because we, well, we kind of see that. Well, Obi Wan kind of does. Yeah, he could need a new hope. Yeah, he like screams at him. <laughs> yeah, but like here we actually get to see like a little conversation with them, yes, which is the, kind of cool. <laughs> little hand jive. <laughs> hand jive. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do the Grease reference. Oh my god. No, 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 no. I'm the theater kid, remember? It's all good. I know. I- <laughs> the Grease poster's back there, so there we go. I don't know. All right. But uh, the, then they go um, head further across mm-hmm. the Dune Sea, and they, they find the, a Dubek with a person attached to it that is either dead or unconscious. And obviously, <laughs> this isn't looking good for either of them, and they're concerned. So they need to yes. check it out. They, yes. And... It ends up being another bounty hunter, which red flags, red flags. <laughs> Who has his, his uh, fob on him. Yeah. And I like that it starts pinging right then and Mando like starts putting two together. Like it's, it starts pinging and pinging louder and louder and louder. And he's like, oh, that must mean she is probably nearby. Yeah. <laughs> because she is like a sharpshooter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he gets... Oh my God twice in his best car i like how he said that i got shot in my best car oh my god that put that interaction so precious like priceless that was honestly my favorite part of the episode when he was like oh it, i got hit in the best car so it like held up and then the and, and Toro was like i don't have best car yes. and it's like then it's just like nope yep <laughs> nope. no so you good. don't so no good. you don't <laughs> <laughs> but then, then they come up with they they realize they gotta come up with a plan because yeah. they're gonna get taken out by Fennec Shan. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I like their plan. It's I mean, obviously Mando comes up with it. Mm-hmm. It's very smart using um, flares and going at night. So if she's using her visor, they can blind her, and she won't be able to shoot them. And they can get hopefully as close as possible to her before they actually get shot. Mm-hmm. So I just cool gotta say, hand. like seeing her like be affected by the flares, dude, mm-hmm. it made me feel paid. I don't know why. Yeah. It kind of reminded me because my vision's kind of weird, and I have like mm. weird stuff with like certain lights and stuff. It kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of that. I'm like, oh god, it's like I was like cringing on the inside. I'm like, no, <laughs> which that, is that weird would be painful because she's like the bad person we're trying to be, but like. I don't know. She she played it off like so real, like so full out that I was like oof in my soul. But like yeah, so they use the flares and they manage to get to her. And um, well, she kind of blasts Mando's um, mm-hmm. speeder, so Mando gets like thrown away. But Toro comes in. He tries his best. I'll give him that. He kind of sucks, but he tries. <laughs> when he fights her, yeah, he tries. She, she definitely is about to finish him. Yeah. <laughs> when Mando comes up. <laughs> yeah, thank Mando's saving the day again. This guy again. really would be dead so mm-hmm. long ago. <laughs> yeah. And then Fennec starts putting two and two together when she sees Mando and asks him about Navarro. Navarro. And I'm like, mm, here we go. Here we yep. go. It's going to come into play. And then they need more transportation to get back to Mos Eisley. So he goes to go get the Dubek for them so they can all ride back together. And Toro is left with Fennec and Mm -hmm. she tells him that Mando is worth more than her Mm -hmm. and that Toro should go after Mando instead of her or that they should go together after him. I really liked this episode specifically for this part because Mm -hmm. I fell for it. Like, I thought for a second that he was, like, I didn't expect what ends up happening where he, like, shoots her. Like, I totally was falling for the manipulation. I'm like, oh, he's gonna, like, want to team up with her or she's gonna kill him and go after him or something. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't expect the outcome. And just, I just, like, you know, whenever Star Wars does, like, manipulation kind of stuff, like, either it hits me hard or, Mm -hmm. like, just, I'm like, mmm... But, um, so it was just kind of cool, this whole interaction. And I, I mean, questionable, like, he, I feel the best choice for him to 
probably would have been to do nothing because either way if you let her go if we shot her bad choice on his part no matter what because puts him in quite the situation especially because he's seen how capable mando is but of course like you said he continues to be a cocky douche yeah and And he shoots shoots her her. that's i'm like that's the only reason he shoots her because if he were smarter he would have played it and and lulled mando into a false sense of security and then pounced on him when he was least expecting it like he just left a trail of crumbs and his complete intent for mando by doing that that was not thinking it through and another part that annoys me (laughs) another part of it that annoys me about this is he goes back to the hangar and through his conversation with fennec shan i would have thought the smart decision, if anything, if any other decision you could have made was just to take Baby Yoda and just go. Because, mm-hmm. like, at least then you technically have this valuable bounty that Fennec mentioned. So, like, then maybe you get something. Yeah. Like, it's definitely, like, high-valued, especially because of all the backstory that Fennec gives behind it. So I just think that's the choice he should have made, but he didn't make it. So. I mean, he could have gotten all three. Literally, yeah. But I was saying, at the very <laughs> least, he could have gotten Baby Yoda. But no, he just like he oh, could have had, a, or he could have had Baby Yoda and Fennec Shan. Yeah. Well, well I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense why he chose to shoot her and then go back to the spaceport and yeah, exactly. Fight, exactly. fight Mando. But that's what he tries to do, <laughs> and of course, of course, that doesn't go well because of Mando's course. Mando, and yeah. he's like. The Space Warrior of the Galaxy. The Space Warrior, yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's a reference to the next episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. Yes, yes. And he uses the flare and blinds him, and which I, th- of course, is ironic because he's using his own plan against him, which is great. And then um, blinds him and, and takes a perfect shot and takes out Toro. And then they have to go find Baby Yoda, <laughs> and they find him. Yeah. I, I do like, um, oh, Pelly and, and earlier in the episode when she finds baby Yoda on the ship. I, know, I love so when precious. she scolds Mando. I love that she scolds Mando for yes. not taking care of the baby. And Mando doesn't say anything in response to it. He just is like, okay. Okay. Like, yeah, because yeah. she's right. And he's like, She's like, you're going to pay more, you know, for me to watch the kid. And he's like, yep, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, even dad. when she finds him, she's like, I'm going to charge the Mandalorian for making me watch you. Now It's so mm-hmm. precious. I don't even know. It was just such a cute interaction. Yeah. And she helps him find him after this. And she could tell how much she, like, has fallen in love with baby Yoda, yes. too. She's a good babysitter. Yes. She is. Okay, so I have a question for you, Allie. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Who... And, okay, I have two. So who would be the top three babysitters for Baby Yoda? Okay. Out oh, of my all, God, you're putting okay. me on the spot like so, this? <laughs> okay, so I'll tell, you, I'll tell you mine first, okay? Okay. So, right. so, but I'm doing this strictly out of sequel trilogy and people oh. not in The Mandalorian, okay? okay. So I have two. Mm-hmm. And then I have, I have the ones in The Mandalorian. Okay. So the top, my top three for sequel trilogy characters not in The Mandalorian – of course, number one is Niku. Oh yes! <laughs> you imagine Niku and precious. Baby Yoda, like hit. That would be too much. Precious, would, my heart would like explode. It would be too much. <laughs> the Mandalorian would have to fight Niku to get oh Baby Yoda. He'd be like, "I've lost a baby already. Like I've lost Bebo. Give me your baby." <laughs> there no, yeah. So that one might be a little hard. To yeah. <laughs> but but number one would be Niku because Niku would do everything for that baby. Of yes. course, then I would well. I'm assuming Ahsoka is going to be in it. So I'm, I'm saying Ahsoka because right, right. I'm, I'm putting Ahsoka in here because we're getting rumors for season two. So I'm saying Ahsoka because we've already seen her throughout. We have Clone Wars and we have um, Rebels of her taking care of all these sweet babies that she's taking care of, you know, to help um, throughout all the different wars. And then I say Ray because Ray has been so sweet to all the droids and all the creatures that she's found in the movies. So I'm going to say right now out of the Mandalorian characters, the, my top three babysitters out of 
the Mandalorian characters, I would say IG. Because oh IG my, is, well, of course. IG throws down. <laughs> That's wow. number one. Yeah, then Quill. Not surprised. Quill, because Quill also. Well, and that, yeah. That's kind of an ex- that's kind of a two in one if you ask yes. me. Yeah, I know they kind of go hand in hand. Yes, yeah. and then Pelly because I I just I love her sass. We get some. Oh, this is our sass. This is the first sass in the Mandalorian, isn't it? Out of all the previous episodes, I don't think we've I had think a sassy. So I we mean, have not had a sassy character. Some from no. Yeah, I, she's I was going to say Kara, but I don't, she's more sassy in the finale than she is in the previous one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the uh, finale, she's super sassy, but other ones, she's super sweet. Um, yeah. Or like <laughs> she's going to kick, you know, serious butt. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like Pelly's sass, and that's the first time we got sass. So I appreciate that. Um, so, who, Allie, would your babysitters be? Okay, Maria's putting Yoda? me on the spot, so I'm, I, I apologize if I forget anyone. Okay. I'd first say uh, Ezra, kind of going off the same point as you, because okay. Ezra cares a lot about creatures, and he's also just, he grew up alone, so he'd obviously, like, want to be just, like, a best dad, because he'd care a lot for a baby, and, you know, I just feel like Ezra would be a very good dad, um, or babysitter in this case, <laughs> and then I'd say rose because i just oh yeah i also imagine she'd just be really caring and especially because like i keep using this excuse because she lost her sister so like i don't know she she just seems like the type who would be very protective and caring and who would like go to lengths to give baby yoda a good life and stuff um okay and then my third um i've got to say hmm it's so hard to pick just three because I could make an I could make an argument for so many. I'd say I'll pick a resistance one because you did. I'll say, uh, I'll just, can can I cheat and can I say that Tora and her family just adopt baby? <laughs> oh, you can. That's not cheating. That's not no, cheating. You can say all of them. Tora is very. We see just how much Tora cares about Buggles, so mm-hmm. she's obviously she cares a lot. So she would be nice there and then obviously just because her she has she's one of the rare people in star wars who actually has like a fam like that's true that would be nice for baby yoda to have like a whole family exactly yeah all like have a sibling and stuff yeah be nice for tora to have a sibling too exactly yeah that'd be sweet i like that okay now what about the characters from Um, the mandalorian hmm okay I'd probably honestly have the same ones as you. I can't think of okay, anyone. Well, we, we also need to add number four, Kara, because Kara obviously. Yeah, would no, be a no, that was the hit, only so. one I was debating on yeah. adding instead. Yeah. But I, I didn't know who to so take out say, of the equations. We're so. not. We're not. We're doing four because she has to be added. All right. All right. Yeah, because she would be wonderful. Yes. I mean, dude, she shot that guy, the bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, she's on top. Mando was like gonna go make out. <laughs> 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 and, she, and she was on top of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> not that soul. i blame mando at well yeah all. i don't blame him but like bless her soul for you know <laughs> shoot your shot mando shoot your shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right anyway so they managed to find baby yoda and like they get off and they fly away into the space and then we get into the prisoner this will be in a discussion because Maria did not like this episode as much as I did. So let's get going. Um, so the prisoner, we kind of, how exactly did we start this one off? Do we start in the space? We should, I, I would you on Monday, so. Hmm? Like he, he ends up in Ran, his friend's space port, or, or hmm. would you say space station? I'm going to say space port. That's a... And our outpost? No, because it's no. Because no like it's, I don't even know the right like words. On, on a planet, so I'm gonna say it's a spaceport. Right. That's what say it is. So yeah. It's not a spaceship because it's like a facility. It looks like <laughs> like for anyone to like dock on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't remember exactly how it started, but I just know he's like at the spaceport, and obviously we kind of. It's kind of weird with this episode because we get hints of his past, but we also yeah. don't get a ton of like 
information. So, like, we get some backstory for Amanda learning this. It's the most backstory, I think, outside of, like, obviously the whole um, backstory we get through, like, the scenes with the armor and stuff. But Mm -hmm. this, we get, like, that kind of other side of the backstory. Um, We don't obviously get a ton of information, but I thought, personally, for me, I thought it was cool that we were getting to hear more about Mando, especially because, like, this is our main character. So, like, and he's someone who's closed off, so he's not going to, like, sit Baby Yoda down and be like, let me tell you my whole life story. So, I thought it was cool that we got to see some characters from his past and got to hear a bit about his past. Yeah, we start out with him and meeting his friend, Ran, and it's apparent that he contacted Ran for a job. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he's coming in to help him out and I guess the only reason he wants Mando is because of the Razor Crest and the, uh, abilities that the Razor Crest has and Mando's like, okay, we're going to do this. You know, you're my friends. Well, no questions asked. Like, at first he's kind of like the ship wasn't part of the deal. Yes. And also part of me and my red flags, I'm like, I'm like let's not bring anyone else near Baby Yoda. We exactly. saw how that ended last time. So, so already, again, like oh, no. he, he's not listening to these things that are coming up because he, he feels pressure to have money to take care of him and Baby Yoda. But there's but all of these... Baby Yoda more risk. Which is like, exactly. So oh, I... <laughs> I, I, I just wonder what's going on in his head. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Mando meets his crew. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the crew, Allie? I thought they were interesting. I like how it wasn't just a bunch of humans. I like how they tried yes. to build a lot of diversity with it, which was nice yeah. to see. We got to see a lot of different um, creatures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also uh, we get more <laughs> Mandel past backstory with a possible with his ex which yes is like, not possible because they they fully imply not like i mean that was fully no. saying that they were together and like yeah. i don't know why I said they were possible. together like, i don't know it's kind of weird they have a kind of weird thing going on <laughs> zian is that's how we say her name right zian um or is it zian or Xian? Shean, I think. Shean? Yeah, Shean. Yeah. Shean. Okay, yeah. so Shean, she's just an interesting... She's interesting. <laughs> ...person. Um, she definitely, like, highlights his bad side. Um, yes, and exactly. she <laughs> And she says it to him, too, that she knows him and knows his bad side and mm-hmm. that he liked being bad. <laughs> and, being bad yes. um, and he said those... He makes it really clear to her, though, and to the other... Uh, bounty hunters or whatever their backgrounds are because they're you know all obviously different people that do different jobs yeah Um, he says that those were in his old days that was his past so he makes it really clear that he's done with that and he's (laughs) turned a new leaf but it doesn't sound like she's so certain. <laughs> like all of them kind of hold them out of the way because he's like, oh, he's a Mandalorian. They're supposed yes. to be like these cool warrior, you know. So, yes. But especially her, especially her. Dad. Yeah, because they had a romantic <laughs> thing together for a long yeah. time. And I think, I think he ended up leaving her, right? I think yeah. that's how yeah. it broke off. So she does have hard feelings she's there. Like, yeah, she does. She's. She's hurt by him. I I have to say, she's playing it as cool as she can. Like, not saying that it's she's upset about it, at least yet. <laughs> I mean, she, like, she has a job with him, which is more than some people yeah. are willing to do with their ex. <laughs> and she's talking to him. Like, she, I mean, he left her. Exactly, so exactly. I, I have to give her props for being for professional both of them. at this both yeah of them are like, yes. they put their differences aside and they're like all right let's yep. do this. <laughs> yes so at least they do do that <laughs> but they so they have uh mayfeld he's a, a human and he's in charge of the group and he's a he's an interesting person um, person <laughs> yes. he is the the gunslinger of the group um and I, I, I think, and this is what I was telling you, Allie, I think it's because I felt things were off at, for me as a viewer in, in this episode. And I think it's just because 
that Mando wasn't the central figure. Like there were so many other figures in this episode and maybe it was because Mayfeld was in charge of it and therefore like the energy was different. I don't know. I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. I, I have no issue with the writing or anything like that. I just felt that that was slightly off for me, but that that's just because of what I want to see as a viewer. So for me, it's kind of what I said at the beginning. For me, I liked that mm-hmm. in a way because it gave a kind of diversity of like episodes. And it like, like I told you at the beginning, this kind of like they feel different, both of them in a certain way, because they're like kind of have their own little different kind of uh, missions and things. And even in this episode, like you can tell they, they acknowledge that this is different. Like even the um, intro music has the little beat underneath it, like the little Mm -hmm. crew theme beat under it, instead of it just being the regular Mandalorian theme. Like, they acknowledge kind of through music choices and just through the way this episode works, I think they acknowledge that it's a different feel. But I liked it personally because it kind of, especially because I think it helped in a way that it gave us a kind of different feely, unique kind of episode before we get into like the finale, Mm -hmm. because it kind of gives us that um, last kind of adventure fun before we get into like the really serious stuff that's to come. So Mm -hmm. I, I personally liked the change, but I can definitely see how someone who's more particular on the Mandalorian kind of stuff could feel like, I don't know. The way you do. And I'm, I'm not trying to say you're not valid. Like I say, like I said with everything, mm-hmm. I acknowledge how you feel. And I, I think that is an interesting take on it, but that's mine. Take yep. on it. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> I, and I understand why they had him, uh, Mayfeld as, as more of the central figure. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would have, I, I don't know if I could have changed anything about that. <laughs> it's just, for me, I just felt like it was different and I, I didn't like it as much as the other episodes. But I did like a certain scene coming up that we'll talk about because <laughs> um, it just, it was shot so perfectly. Yes. No, that's one part. I definitely, that's one of the episode's strengths, especially mm-hmm. is the way this episode is shot. And the yes. In this episode is amazing. Yes. So, like, it's very cinematic. Yeah. So anyway, they kind of all reluctantly, somewhat, whatever, however they all feel about it, agree to the mission. Mm-hmm. They get on oh, the but they find out, Mando finds out it's on a prison, a new yes. Republic prison. And he is not... It's like, your friend got arrested. He like, Yeah, like, I don't want to get involved in this. This is some serious heat then, you know? Yeah. Obviously, like, you got to bust somebody out of jail. I don't know. And then I like how he's like, no questions asked. It, he kind of brings it back to like the guild kind of code kind of thing. It's like, no questions asked. You just go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of goes back to that whole thing where Mando's kind of breaking away from that stuff. Ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he kind of, Mando more so reluctantly agrees. They get on the Razor Crest. And then we kind of get more stuff with Shan and Mando and kind of just more we get more characters kind of talking about how they've like heard stuff about Mandalorians in the past and kind of it's, this seems kind of interesting because like, like you get that kind of like backstory as well as like a kind of more characters communicating with like things they've heard and stuff, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. And, and you can also see that um, a little bit more about their relationship, Mando and Shan's relationship and, um, and, Unfortunately, Berg decides to rummage through Mando's ship. Quite unfortunately. That's like, that's so rude. Like, who does that? I'm sorry. Like, he does, apparently. We're using Mando's ship. Let me just start rummaging through all your stuff, dude. Um, I don't think so. So he goes through Mando's ship and he's about to go and find Baby Yoda. He doesn't want him to and blocks him. But then, unfortunately, they still find Baby Yoda um, because they were talking about Mando removing his helmet and asking Shean if she has ever seen Mando without the helmet on, which would imply only one thing. And I will let the <laughs> listeners figure that out. <laughs> but she is a lady and does not say anything, which, wow, that surprises me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they find, unfortunately, 
this kind of takes him back for a second and they open the cabinet that baby Yoda's in and they find baby Yoda. But he is smart and puts it off like it is his pet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, that's a good save. I mean, they kind of question it. Like, luckily, they kind of actually bring it up. They're like, is this like your guys' pet or yeah. whatever? It's like, So he, he goes with it, which smart on him. Good to use that um, pickup. Also, mm-hmm. another part of this beginning sequence we get to learn is we get to learn that we got another sassy droid on our hands because Zero oh, is another freaking sassy mm-hmm. droid. Like, holy crap. <laughs> he's... he's- just not a good droid i'm gonna stay uh, <laughs> yeah his sass is not he's, like he's good bad sass. like bad <laughs> like he's in the he's in the bad droid section mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. like uh what was it goldie yeah oh my god not goldie <laughs> yeah him and goldie are together yes he came from goldie <laughs> <laughs> What even? Yeah, yeah, but like, I just, I, I, no matter good or bad, I'm still here for sassy droids and like more sass in the Mandalorian. Let's go. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but like we get these. There was a plotter though. Like there's sass, and then there's like evil plotting droids. Okay, let's. I'll say this. At the beginning of the episode, I definitely liked him a lot more than yeah. at the end of the episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so we, in this first sequence, I think we do get a hint at the, uh, the message. I think, like, it comes up, but very briefly. Oh, from Grief Cargo? Yeah. It, like, it, this comes back more later fine. in the episode, but we, I yes. think we get a little hint at it in the beginning part. Yes. Too, and good. he's like, I'm going to try and listen to this because I will take to other people's messages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gosh like what is wrong with these people like <laughs> they uh, okay they'll do whatever they need to do i guess <laughs> i guess so <laughs> so they all decide to go on to they get to the uh prison they break into the prison mm-hmm. um leaving zero on the razor crest with baby yoda and zero no because mando is actually like I want to stay behind. And they're like, yes. no, Mando, we need you with us. Yes. And it looks like they have, like, Shean whispers something to Berg before they get on the ship. And she's looking at Mando. And it looks like she's telling him their plan that something's in store for Mando. Yeah. And I, 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 definitely. And I, it was another one of these moments, is like mm-hmm. I was saying, with, the way that Mando tries to stay back, because we've we've given Mando a lot of heat for not listening to the red flags, but like at least yes. he kind of knows. I think it goes beyond just hating droids. I think he also kind of knows in his head that he wants to be the one back with Baby Yoda, but yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't get his way again. <laughs> they, you're right. They they you know kind of force him onto the ship, and he goes on reluctantly and. And they go through, and of course, the, the prison is full, um, as, as Xi'an had told him earlier, that there should be no humans running the prison. So if they're killing anything, it's only droids, and that she knows how much Mando hates droids, so he should be okay. So <laughs> that's part of the reason why Mando goes, um, and obviously for the money, too. Yeah. Uh, so he goes, and they encounter the security droids, which is really cool. At least, like, I like seeing the prison and I like seeing the security droids because it reminded me of Resistance and what things would look like for Kaz and them. And I, I like seeing it because the Colossus also had security droids too. So, mm-hmm. and they did, there were a lot of, um, like, the Aces Lounge would look something similar to the hallways um, in the prison. So it's kind of nice seeing that and seeing what Kaz and them would walk through. <laughs> yeah, it also kind of reminded me of um, that, uh, the I, I can never say the word, the episode in Rebels where they like go to the station to get the proton bombs. I didn't really like that episode, but one aspect I did like of it was definitely the drama with the security droids and kind of seeing like that kind of action. So mm-hmm. yeah. I liked that we got a, like, good look at the kind of, like, prison and the action of it, and also mouse droids, because mouse droids are just, 
the best. They're <laughs> so cute. And of course he shoots, Berg shoots the, the mouse droid and they were warned, don't, don't interact with the droids because the second you do, then the, the security droids are going to be warned. Yeah. So then they all swarm out. But Mando being like the badass that he is, takes them all out instantly on his own without any help. Mm-hmm. The warrior of the galaxy <laughs> that he is. Yes. Did they? Oh, they get their way to the control room. Oh, mm-hmm. this scene. Yes. <laughs> they obviously. He was told like, "Oh, we won't run into any humans." Guess what? They run into a human. Yep. <laughs> Oops. Of course. Oops. <laughs> yep. And then. Here is another aspect of hashtag Mando cares now. Yes. <laughs> um, because everyone is kind of like, oh, well, let's just kill him. Because yeah. why not get rid of any witnesses? But Mando's like, no, we can let him live if he just lets us get by. But, you know, he's kind of ganged up on again, which is, mm-hmm. I guess it kind of goes back to what you said about the, how this episode's like not Mando led. He's kind of like, he, this episode, he kind of has to be a follower. It's kind of unfortunate for and, him. And then, you know what? Maybe that's what it is that bothers me so much. I think that's what it is because wow, he has to be a follower. <laughs> that's what it is. I think that, yeah, it's just the dynamics off to me because he has to be the follower and he's like, he's obviously the leader. Yeah. So I don't get into it till a little bit further into the episode when things turn. But my, turn. my one thing that I question in this scene is, why didn't they just shoot him and stun him with the blaster? And because he doesn't they die. Because like killing people. I don't know. He doesn't die and he's knocked out and everyone wins. Like, I think they just no didn't problem. want to leave any witnesses. I think they just wanted to make sure they're all dead dead. I don't know. It was weird. Mando is in such a battle between Mayfeld and himself about this man's life. And then yeah. she just like cuts it off and just, you know, throws a knife in his chest or something and he drops dead but unfortunately the beacon that he was holding yep. is now turned on yep. and that beacon is a striking beacon that alerts the new republic if they need to send a strike team yep. to blow something up yep. so now they're on their path to being blown up yeah, so they're, they're like, their anxiety, like, first they did the droids, now there's a beacon, they're like, oop, we gotta go. So they quick, very quickly make their way to their target, um, and they extract him, and it's Shean's brother, and they are happy to see each other, I guess. Um, <laughs> that slightly dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional family, yeah. <laughs> See, not uh, all families are okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she she gets her brother out of prison. But the second that they pull him out, they shove Mando in, <laughs> and he tries to blast his way out, but he's locked in, and yep. that's that. And <laughs> and this is where Shean says, "You got what you deserve, Mando." <laughs> Obviously, bitter. Yes, obviously. <laughs> and they're all taking back off to the Razor Crest. And Mando is locked in, but I mean, he's Mando. So he's Mando. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's just, he's going to get out within a couple minutes. And yeah. sure enough, he does. He grabs yeah. a security droid, violently, violently. kills him, <laughs> rips the security droid's arm off. I mean, desperate situations call for desperate measures. So, I like, mean, and he doesn't like droids, so yeah, because so. he comes off. <laughs> that that's taken care of, and he is now on his way. And and this is where the fun begins. Now, this is where <laughs> I like the episode because now Mando is in charge. Now Karma <laughs> is coming. Karma Police is now entitled Mando. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Everything comes on red. It's just a red blinking light. Yep. You don't know where Mando's coming. He's gonna come and sneak up behind you and you're gonna disappear. <laughs> he is now the sidler. The Tuscan Raiders took lessons from Mando. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah no this part the whole way like you said the way this is shot and the tension and just like even like the music and the like because like it's very quiet kind of like eerie music and then it'll have like the the it'll have like yeah. the go up in volume and it's right when he gets very, the one it's very like every aspect of this part of the episode is so good love it my dad it's i said this earlier to maria it's my dad's favorite episode so well, see this part i love like the rest of the rest of the episode take it or leave it but seeing mando just freaking unleash on them it's exactly. just, I, yeah. oh, I love it so much oh he he takes berg out first and well, she quite has- away quite away Yes. No, I love my dad and I. We we every time we rewatch it, we always forget out this part. It's like because he's like lifting the door and then he just like closes the other door on him. It's like oh, it's violent, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And then he sneaks up on Chian and takes her out, and then he sneaks up on Mayfeld and takes him out, and then he's left with Quinn. And Quinn is about to get on the Razor Crest and reminds Mando that. He has a job, and Mando's job is to deliver Quinn back, and he's going to get money, and he will make sure he gets paid more. Oh, my gosh. So then, yeah, as you were saying, so I want to say, so this next part, mm-hmm. so obviously he's, like, Mando's debating, but then, obviously, also, we had the part with the droid, the stupid droid who's gonna like murder baby yoda or something mm-hmm. or whatever he's gonna do to baby yoda um but like we he have this baby yoda like, and he knows that something's up with this baby and yeah, yeah so they have their little debate and he ends up taking him and i remember every time i watch it actually i'm still like wow i can't believe he did that and then i remember the thing so he actually brings him back but then he d- he pulls a fast one on them because he leaves the beacon with them. <laughs> yeah, on Quinn, and that was so smart, Amanda, to grab the beacon and take it with him. Yeah, and protect himself because Ran, after he delivers Quinn, Ran is going to kill Mando and Baby Yoda. Yeah, because Ran is mad that uh, that Mando pulled one over on him. Yeah, because. When he delivered Quinn, he wanted to know why the rest of the crew wasn't there. And Mando reminded him, no questions asked. And Rand didn't like that and wanted to know what was going on and felt like, I think he wanted Mando also to (laughs) get locked up and and for some reason get what was coming to him, which is weird because they were supposed to be friends. I mean, like they obviously (laughs) had a past and obviously... Mando kind of like left everyone in a way, I guess. Yeah, so, like, not happy about it. Not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we, the uh, New Republic obviously comes in, and we get we get all the Mandalorian people like Dave Filoni Yay. and everyone, and oh, all the director. Well, not all the directors. Not all the directors. We, but, like, had, some three, of them. we <laughs> had three of the directors as the yeah. strike team pilots to blow up Rand's um, spaceport. I'm, titling it <laughs> yeah no but i i also loved when dave filoni was talking about doing this part in gallery it yes. was so, so funny <laughs> he was super excited and i'm glad that he got to do it yeah and all of them got to do it they were all excited to yeah. be part of it yeah and dave was kind of nervous which is funny because usually dave's so like on it and he's go 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 but he was actually nervous which i thought was so cute um but yeah so they, they the directors get to like come in and um and i know how much dave loves to fly too because oh yes i mean resistance was created for his love of flying mm-hmm. planes that yeah. he uh, got into with his his dad so I'm glad he got to be a pilot in Star yeah. Wars That's so cool. <laughs> if anyone deserves it they do yeah it was very cool. And it, the episode ends with Mando and Baby Yoda taking off and Mando taking the ball off and giving it to Baby Yoda. And <laughs> at another tender moment. I mean, we're just, we're seeing him open up. We're seeing Baby Yoda babble more and him, Baby Yoda opening up too, um, you know, with, it looks like he's trying to communicate more. And, but the problem is, is that where are they left? 
now? What, where can they go? Yeah. They and don't I have also, a lot of options now. I think it's like the way this episode plays out with like, it's not really an A plot and a B plot, but it's kind of like two separate things. I think it's effective because we all, we obviously get this like amazingly filmed and tension filled like scene between Mando and the crew. But then we also get this thing um, with Zero and Baby Yoda, which really helps carry us into the next episode because it kind of builds that tension that like yes anyone mando interacts with can like figure this out and can like because he's had multiple cases now like first he had it on sorgan then he had it on tatooine and now this happened just now so like it's kind of a continuous buildup of people kind of like figuring out baby yoda and figuring out mando Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like like you said it brings us to the place where we like we have no options because like not only can he like not like he's struggling with like finding jobs and keeping afloat, but it's also about the fact that like he continues to find himself in these situations where he's struggling to keep baby Yoda and himself safe. So I think it was very effective to have both of those things Mm because if they had only had like one of them or if there had been not as much focus, I feel like on grief cargo's message and that whole thing, it might've felt awkward carrying into the next episode, but I think it was done really well in the way Mm -hmm. it was. And it's good that, Mando's feeling that he's running out of options because like you said it really just does drive us into the next episode Mm -hmm. but I forgot to to bring something up super important oh no (laughs) from um the gunslinger at the end of the gunslinger we have Fennec Shand on the floor oh yeah (laughs) and we have unknown boots walk up to her and she's alive because yep. this person, possibly a man, I'm assuming a man. <laughs> possibly. No. Possibly because we have boots, so who knows. Um, <laughs> walks up to Fennec Shan with a, with a fob because we, mm-hmm. we hear the pinging. Yep. And we don't know who that is. Now, yep. who do you think it is, Allie? Way to put me on the spot. <laughs> um... <laughs> You go There's first. a lot of theories on this. You go first. I, I, a lot of people are saying it could be like, cause we're going to jump into the next final episodes. A lot of people are saying it could have been Moff Gideon. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. At, I feel like that's too obvious though. I feel so, like. Exactly. So I, I think it is too obvious. I, I was thinking about it so much because at, when I first watched it, the, when the series first came out, I really thought it was Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm watching it through again, I don't think it's Moff Gideon. Yeah. I think it's a different bounty hunter. A lot of people were saying they think that it's, I don't know, a, a Fetz. Like, mm. I mean, that would be a way to tie because there are rumors that like Boba Fett or yes. whatever. It's gonna I, be in this, so yeah, so there we go. <laughs> it, that it could be Boba Fett. I, whoever who I, is it, Boba Fett? I don't know, but I don't know. Like, who knows? <laughs> in my mind, it's a bounty hunter because they had a fob. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, but I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Whoever it is, I, I I'm not going to theorize necessarily who, it is, <laughs> but but I, they're setting us up for season two. Yeah. These two people, Fennec Shand and whoever found Fennec Shand, are going to be the two people that are going to hunt the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda down in season two. That's yeah, it. I definitely. That's going to be their adversaries. They, I feel that like was the setup. I feel like between that and Moff Gideon, yes, because we obviously I don't know if you've read the article, but we got an article last week. I'm so excited to talk about this next week. We got an article kind of hinting at stuff with Moff Gideon, the Dark Saber, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to break that article down because the hints it drops are just so cool. So I, between that stuff with Moff Gideon and mm-hmm. uh, partnership with Fennec Shan and the Bounty, yes. I think it's going to be a really cool season. So oh. also because we're supposed to get the trailer this month, so yes. I'm. So excited to see. Oh my gosh. Hopefully we get it like by next week and then we can talk about it. (laughs) Yes. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. I'm so excited. Next week's going to be a big one. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) Yes. So, but, so do you think it was Moff Gideon or? uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's too obvious. I yeah. also, especially because like I said, there's so much with the dark saber and all that kind of stuff that Moff Gideon has going on. I feel like having him have that too, it's like, too much on yes. <laughs> That's that's what I was thinking too. And it would make sense that 
we have multiple players after yeah. Mando and Baby Yoda. Yeah. I also think because we kind of see with Fennec Shan, we didn't get to te- learn a ton about Fennec Shan outside of like the manipulation she does, obviously, but we kind of liked mm-hmm. it to see not just how like advanced she is in combat and all that stuff, but we kind of got to see like the way she kind of processes situations so effectively. So I think it'll be interesting to see, like, especially because like this bounty hunter is a fob, so we don't obviously know the bounty hunter's intentions. So I definitely, like you said, I think it's going to be a team up between the two of them, but I think it's going to be interesting to see, I want to see more, I'll be interested to see basically how they tie them in, is what I'm saying, because I feel like we're going to need some kind of, I mean, they could do it without, but like some kind of, not really backstory, but like an introduction of kind of sorts, where we get to kind of see what happened. Yeah. And it it just can't be Moth Gideon after <laughs> them. Like they they yeah. have to have other people after yeah. them. So it makes sense to for for us to have been introduced to those two potential adversaries now. And then this is our groundwork. So we're going to see who that person is. I can't wait for. I think it's because a lot of this series is also it's it's a mix of like the remnants of the empire and yes. people finding their new places. And it's also a lot of people, everyone's kind of finding their, their new places. Even people who were doing stuff previously, like Mandalorians have to find their new way. The broken empires find their new way. But like, even with bounty hunters, I feel like yeah. they have to find like a new way and that sort of thing. So like in the way that having not just the empire, the broken, the empire in quotes, hunting them down, but also kind of like this bounty hunter kind of team up is interesting. And yeah, definitely think both would be effective. And that's that, you know, that's interesting that you're, you know, talking about the bounty hunting and the whole guild thing that that's interesting. Like their whole systems, like breaking apart, that should have been like an indicator to people within, in the society with throughout the galaxy that there is an issue and that things are bubbling over. If, if people aren't going to in, in the super bad crime syndicates, if they're not even going to follow a code, things are really bad. Yeah. And it's also, we'll get into this (laughs) next week, but we get to see in the finale, like everything that happens with Moth Gideon in the finale, Mm -hmm. you kind of see that way that like there are even these super tight knit, go for the code people like mando and and um grief car i mean grief carga did i say moff Gideon? grief carga we're gonna mm-hmm. see so much with grief carga in um the finale mm-hmm. that it'll be interesting to like see like exactly when there's people like grief carga and mando who are kind of breaking away from certain standards and codes and like you said the vulnerability in that in a galaxy that's in this place where it's trying to find its new footing i think it's very interesting so yes, yes. round of applause to everyone who worked on the show because i know it's loving getting into this and i'm so excited to see what comes next it's gonna be awesome and the finale next week is gonna be great i oh can't God, wait so to discuss it that's gonna be a big episode i can't wait Yes, so excited. Yes, we are very much looking forward to next week. So after you listen to this, stay tuned for our finale thing because it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about the finale, possibly a season two trailer, as well as some stuff with Moff Gideon that I can't wait to break down because I love that article and I'm like, ah, I want to scream. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I believe that is all, unless Maria has anything else she'd like to say about these two episodes. No, I think that was it, Allie. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Remember, remembering Resistance Day is on August 29th. We will have something coming out that day, so stay tuned for that as well. Yay! You can follow us on Twitter, me at Ali underscore M underscore Andrews, and Maria at Meyer of the Galaxy. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Knights of Ren, and on Instagram at Knights underscore of Ren. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and podcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. We love reviews. They're good. They help boost the podcast and get it more out there. And we love that so much because we love talking about Star Wars. Thank you all so much for listening. And we hope you come back next time to listen to us talk more Star Wars. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.